What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode 26 of Two Dudes of Sports News. As always, my name is Garrett. I'm here with my co-host. What to do, what to do. This is Jalen Prince. All right, so before we get too into it, um, I made some very interesting claims last week, uh, especially if you look at the title of last week's episode on why Tennessee was going to win. So I would like to issue an apology to the UGA fan base. Uh, I was wrong. There's a reason that these are predictions and they're wrong they've been right they're gonna be wrong well um, uh, predictions is one thing you actually saying that uh tennessee was going to win i picked tennessee i didn't say they were going to win i just like <laughs> i picked them to win so there's a certain around on that no of course i was wrong of course i was wrong yeah. i didn't think oh dude i stuck dominant. my foot in it that's on me let's go ahead and talk about it so overall into that game, the thing that I saw was Tennessee, they were overwhelmed by the moment. They weren't ready. Remember all their big games, including Florida, uh, Alabama, they were on, they were at home in that mm-hmm. magnitude. So the crowd was on the side. You go between hedges, you're going against a top ranked defense. Uh, you don't capitalize on mistakes that Georgia made, and Georgia did make some, but they you did. never cap but you never capitalize on it. And Things got things got really out of control. So if you're not able to handle yourself, but like they kept hounding and they kept hounding Hooker, pun intended. They kept hounding Hooker all all day and night. So you got to give credit to the dogs. They did what they were supposed to do. They they like they shut down Hyatt and they tried to move them around. But like you got to credit Kirby Smart and the crew. You got to credit Todd Munkin. But most importantly, you got to credit Stetson Bennett. The dude was balling all night, whether it was with his arm or his arms or legs. And yeah. he threw and he threw a dime on on one of his touchdowns in the back on the back of the end zone, where only his receiver was able to get it and get and like get his foot down. He threw uh, any and he had an, his first touchdown. Like he was running tough and was able to get down there. So, got to credit him. No, you, we we always give credit where credits due. Um, the one thing I will say is I was 75% right. The only thing I was wrong with was that Tennessee would win. Um, but I did say it would come down to fewest penalties. It would come down to turnovers. And it would come down to who can actually stop the other defense or the other offense. And I think I don't even know how many false starts did Tennessee even have. That, like, actually, was- that actually made me smile because I'm thinking about all the false starts that Alabama's had. Um, in uh, in the previous road games that they have had, yeah. being in hostile environments, and I'm like, thank you, God, it happened to somebody else. <laughs> so it looks like Tennessee had how many? They had one interception, right? Yeah, they had one interception. They should have had. Credit, a, they should have credit had a credit to key, credit to key, um, like Keely uh, uh, Ringo. Uh, mm-hmm. That one. He's known for making a lot of big plays. To me, I still don't see him as a top-ranked corner. He like he could he could get burnt and toast a bunch of times, but every once in a while, he's going to make that big play. Yeah, and I mean, again, we'll give credit where credits due. I mean, the defense just completely, the offense just completely. Like I don't even know what happened. The offense just wasn't there. That wasn't the same Tennessee we've been seeing all season long. Mm-hmm. So again, we give credit where credits too. That's more, that's more credit to Georgia and like in oh, absolutely the home the home field advantage that really and that that really played homage, not homage, but that really played a huge part in that game. 
um, just the Georgia, the Georgia crowd and the defense because it intensified the Georgia defense as well. Oh, yeah, no, it was incredible. I mean, I 100% give credit where credit's due, and Georgia has taken over uh, the number one spot in the rankings again. Now they, they earned it. Then, I mean, Tennessee did drop, but I kind of had a feeling they wouldn't drop too far. They wasn't going to drop too far. Um, no. But, but TCU I, I, going to number four? Not surprised. Uh, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs depending on the Big 12, the Big 12 championship, but – We'll see. Uh, they got Texas this week, and you, you, you already know Texas is going to be tough. But um, Texas is going to be hungry. We got to we got to address the elephant in the room. What's that? You know, you, you know. I just said the elephant in the room. <laughs> I was getting to it. So we talked about this before the show, um, but now this is the third week in a row I've seen it. What do you think LSU's legit? No. Why is that? Let's hear it. Let's look over the game. The defense is not that great. Uh, it's no. not that great. Even no. Alabama's offense has been atrocious, like consistently all year long. It's been extremely consistent. God, I hope for um, Bill O'Brien is gone. Um, Alabama's defense was okay, but not great. I hope Pete Golden is gone. Um, but I look at. They got a they got an identity. They have a strength that they that they flow to. Their offense is good. Their defense is not. But dog, I'm still th- I'm still thinking about what like Tennessee did to them about a few weeks uh, a few weeks ago. And then you still got to unlock. And I get it, Tennessee. Uh, not Tennessee. LSU is a much better team than they uh, than they were back then. And they dominated Ole Miss. Credit to them on that one. I don't think that I don't think that they are legit. Because I did like as much talent and Brian Kelly, he, he he's he's a, he's a good coach. God, I, 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 hate Brian I, don't, Kelly. I don't say I don't see he's a good coach. I hate him so and much. And a lot of that <laughs> that I'm talking about has to go into. I still got a lot of anger and depression from that game, but I also go or go off what I see. If they were that good, knowing Alabama's not that good, uh, like not has not been good schematically all season long, you got to go ahead and take advantage of that because I'm thinking. If that if we if we play George if George, Alabama plays Georgia right now we, I, I hate to say it and I hate to acknowledge this we we would get dominated. Oh yeah, if and I play, mean if we played against somebody that's re- like that's really a top tier team, most likely we would get uh, most likely we would get dominated. We would play hard, but we would get dominated because we would get out coached. This has been one of the worst years of Alabama football. And, it's been possibly, bad. And, and and the sad part is, and the sad part is, we're wasting, we're, we're possibly wasting one of the on uh, like the career of one of the greatest quarterbacks in Alabama history. And the reason why he ain't up there, there's a good, there's a strong possibility he will not win a national championship as a starting quarterback, which hurts me to my heart. Will Anderson, Will Anderson, he got his ring and he's got his ring while he started. He's already, he's already, uh, like, he's already cemented his legacy. As one of the great, as one of the greatest defensive players in Alabama history, he's already submitted mm-hmm. that. Bill O'Brien has cost this offense so much, and much people want to say like Bry- uh, Bryce need to go ahead and like get rid of the ball. To who? 
Bill O'Brien has cost a lot of people a lot of things. Bill O'Brien is the reason why you traded a ham and cheese sandwich and a bag of hot Cheetos for no, DeAndre Bill, Hopkins. Uh, Bill, Bill O'Brien is the reason why he's never allowed he's never allowed back in Houston. And I'm not exaggerating. I was in I was in Texas about a uh, I was Texas about a week ago, and I was talking to some people that were actually Texans fans. I said, uh, "Question: uh, How y'all feel about Bill O'Brien? And is he allowed back? Or like, or like, would he be allowed back?" They said, "No." Like it might be on site. It's like you had the best receiver in the league, still one of the best in the league, even though he's oh, got beef with, with Kyler, Kyler, which I don't understand. I, I'm like, I, look, I'm still fo I'm still focused on Bama because yeah, we'll do that. that that's a whole other no, tangent we no, don't need to get into right now. Do you think? My, here's my big. Here's my issue with this. Your offense is predictable. Everybody knows what you're yep. going to do, and yep. not to mention you don't have the like the, you got talent at receivers, but they don't. A lot of them don't even look developed. They look the same. They look like the same from week one all the way to now. You They're underdeveloped. You're not scheming them open. And there's no scheme in this that's offense. The problem. Think I'm thinking about the years when we had Steve Sarkeesian. He had an RPO scheme, but it was fluid and it was creative. There's no creativity with this offense, and that's ticking me off. It's too. It's too predictable. I get if you are a power run scheme, and yes, you're predictable, but you got some creativity because you already know that your guys are going. To, uh, your guys are going to dominate, and they're built different. We're right. in this era where you have like coaching matters more because a lot of the players are not going to be willing to have that mentality to go ahead and play their uh, play their butts off like that because of the NIL deals. So he, here's kind of thing I want to get into in that. I want to touch on something you just said there. So we're now in a point in time where I, I'm I'm starting to see a little bit of balance. So years ago, back at, you remember when Chip Kelly was doing the um, the hurry up in Oregon and they were beating everybody? Yeah, they're doing a no huddle spread. Exactly. So what they were doing then is they were scheming and making up for a lack of talent. That's not saying some of those guys weren't talented, but the competition you were going against. The offense fit the talent in which you already had. Exactly. This so offense does not fit the talent that Alabama got. A true. Only, go, ahead. go ahead. Okay. So like what I was saying is like, when Chip Kelly made the jump to the NFL, he had one good year, and then the second everybody figured out his scheme, just complete bust. We're That's now at a point in time really where he never changed anything, and no, the recruiting did not get that better. Exactly. So we're now at a point in time where you can't out scheme talent, and talent can just cover scheme, but you need both in order to truly dominate. Say that you, again. And, so basically, no, no, no. Say that saying again. Say that same statement again. <laughs> You can't just rely on scheme and you can't just rely on raw talent. You need both to truly dominate. That's the point in football where we're at, which is great to see. But like he, as a true as an offensive coordinator, and this is reminding me of what Florida went through um, when Urban was trying to turn John Brantley into a Tim Tebow type quarterback, a true coordinator and a, a good offensive coordinator and a good head coach will tailor the approach to the offense around the strengths of their quarterback. That's the job of a coach in general. The job of a coach is to put your players in position so they can see uh, succeed. You're trying to get the you're trying to get the strengths. Whatever strengths that your player has, you're trying to exploit that. You're not you don't want to put your players in a position that you know that they have weaknesses at. Right, they need to work on them, but it, uh, but in the meantime, find their strengths and like try to like try to get that out of them. 
think about this in years past that we've had like top tier receivers and like really great coordinators mm -hmm. we always had like the coaching staff done a terrific job at developing these players to the point like they may not play as great at the beginning of the season but you know by either mid to late season they're starting to hit their stride they're starting to get going right you saw that with will anderson his freshman year you saw that with like in freshman year of jerry judy Henry Ruggs, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, even though Jalen Waddle was hot at the beginning of his year, but then again, Tua was going insane in that 2018 season. Like he's he, going insane now, but that's a he, different he, conversation. That's a different con we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk, we'll get to that a little, <laughs> little bit later on. But like the point that I'm trying to make to you is this: this has been a bad coaching job this year by um by Alabama. Am I worried right. about the future? Not one bit, because if you look at the recruiting class, we're still on uh, Alabama still recruiting at a high level. Nick Saban is still uh, still drawing breath, but I will criticize Nick Saban for this. The hire of Bill O'Brien and the keeping of Pete Golden, he's gotten it wrong. This is one of the things where you like usually you never question the goat. You question them now. Cause these have been because these have been some bad coaching moves. Because Bill Bill O'Brien should have been gone last year. I'm sorry, even though I he agree. got the national championship, he should have been gone. He'll he be should have been this gone. Year. And the fact no. that he'll be gone this year, and we will not, and, and like most likely, we will not see Bryce Young have a chance to compete for another, another national championship. And the fact that we got all this talent, because I already know there's going to be a lot of guys, there's going to be a lot of receivers that are going to be a lot of players on this team that's going to be hitting the transfer portal immediately once the season's over. The fact that we, on, with, on the fact that we got all this, the talent is there. There's so much potential that has not been reached yet. And a lot of that has to go into the coaching and the development and the skin and the schematics of Alabama staff. And we've seen it. And as much as people want to, as much as people, fan bases, and a lot of haters that hate Alabama want to go ahead and blame and want to go ahead and blame the um blame the players, say like they need to just go ahead and get it together and all the other stuff. Understand this a lot of them are still kids. Yeah, well, see, with a lot of these, like they're kids. That's what some people need to understand. They're kids, and it's the job of the coach to bring out the talent in these kids and if get them in the NFL. Different conversation, exactly. But it's college football. You gotta Dude, set them up to be able to succeed. Some of these kids them, keep developing them. Get like get that confidence going. Get them motivated. But at the same time, I'm looking at. You could basically call Alabama's offensive plays. Pass, pass, pass. Get a three and out. Then it's still unlike. Then the next possession, you get a you get a lazy run play. Run, run, pass. No, no, no. You get a lazy run play and it's pass and pass. You know what's gonna happen. And then you gotta rely on Bryce Young to pull a rabbit out of his butt on certain situations. And I'm like, this is bad. And it looks like it's getting no, and it looked like it hasn't got any better. No, it's I, Bill well, O'Brien. I'm hoping whoever hires Bill O'Brien, we will encourage you get him out of here. Mm -hmm. Or Nick, get him out of here. Let him take the Auburn job. <sighs> All right. What's <Well, laughs> next? You guys think you take Frank Reich as an offensive coordinator? No. 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 Well, speaking of Frank Reich, uh, that was definitely a a firing that I kind of saw coming, but just the timing of it took me completely by surprise. Because it was building up. Well, if we be honest, and we look at the report, a lot of the reports, Reich and Jim Irsay were 
I, I think they were button heads. I don't think they were at the same world, like at the same page a lot. So when you take account of that, it, it was only a matter of time. Plus, you're not winning. Remember, if a GM or of an owner or head coach are not on the same page, but you're winning, you can ignore that. Right. Because you will not compromise unless you're unless you're the Miami Dolphins owner. You will not compromise with mm. all because of personal issues. You will not right. do it. When you're not winning, oh, a lot of a lot of personal issues will start to play a part. We'll get into that in a little bit, but I mean, I agree. It's the the thing that took a lot of people by surprise is earlier in the week, Ursay earlier, I guess late last week, early this week, Ursay had come out and said that Frank Reich, like he's the dude, like he's our coach. Don't worry about it. This is going to be it. And then within, I want to say like three days, I learned from Jim Ursay's Twitter account. But dog, <laughs> like, point, I didn't hear from anybody. It was a tweet. Point, you're, gonna, you're gonna say the pol- dog. You're gonna say the politically right thing. You're I gonna mean, say it, but your actions are gonna be different. And speaking of Jim Ursay, you hired Jeff Fisher, and I'm like, this man has no NFL coaching experience. You mean Jeff well, Saturday? Jeff Saturday, my bad. Yeah, Je- Jeff Fisher is a different person yeah, who I despise as a human being. Typo, typo. We ain't going into details. Jeff Fisher. I, like, I hate the only man look, I hate look, look, Brian look, Kelly. Look, <laughs> you look and you sign Jeff Saturday. He's a terrific, he's a terrific football analyst. Done a terrific job for years at ESPN. Not to mention he's a he was a former All Pro center. The dude, and like he snapped, he snapped for Peyton Manning. Got tremendous knowledge of the game. He's he did one year with Aaron Rodgers. So football experience and knowledge, he already got it. But right. coaching experience, he ain't got he ain't got it like that. But he's really good friends with Jim Ursay. They conversate, they hang out, yada, yada, yada. So this is no big surprise. People that want to get mad said, like, there's plenty of black or, like, other assistant coaches that have, like that are waiting for opportunities and they never get them. Dog, people, understand this. You would never tell a billionaire how to spend his money. No. And it's like. You want to get, you want to get, like, like to me, um, and we can, uh, like, we can have another episode talking about this. The Rooney rule needs to go. These owners ain't gonna follow it. Uh, see, they, I they not. It needs to be. I, it, I'm not there's a, nothing you can do. No, I'm I'm not against it, and I I appreciate what it's trying to do, but it's not working, bro. At this point, it's just a waste of time. It's like a publicity stunt. I, I hear it's, what you're it, saying. It, it's like false advertisement at this point because they found loopholes. That's you why you have you a conversation with them, but you're not gonna get them. It's like a nice guy giving that a bay a, like a like a bay application to uh, to a fine girl and she and she's in the bad dudes. <laughs> so ain't like and they look at their application like this is a nice application. We're not gonna hire you, but this is nice. The font is great, your references are fantastic. Yes, you would be perfect <laughs> for this position. But we're not gonna oh hire you. <laughs> You're not what I want. That's what these owners have done. And you can't blame them. You can't fire them neither. Well. Because they work for the commissioner. The commissioner work for them. There's nothing he can do. There's enough of the owners get together. There's no rule. There's no incentive. What could you possibly give an NFL owner enough to make them change what the heck they want? There's nothing you can do. You can protest all you want. You're not going to tell a billionaire how to spend his money. I'm sure there's a way. We're going to be stuck like this. The only way you're going to change this, 
Got to get black owners in there. And even that, that's going to be a bigger fight. Hey, they might have one soon. Dog, I, I look. There's a bunch of people that's going to be interested in getting Washington. Jay-Z, I think Jay-Z said he, he, like, he was going to be included and he could try to get it. But you do know that other NFL owners are going to be voting for that crap. No, I understand. Uh, we'll see what happens. Yep. I, I'm the eternal sunny optimist, um, which the fact that my fanhood of the Gators and the Jaguars haven't beaten that out of me yet is a miracle on its own. Um, but y'all building for the future. You're Jag- building for the future that, for look, ten years, dog. But that's because like you have bad ownership that's been trying that's been like basically been on like basically haven't been building for the right stuff. We yeah, it's it, we'll see. Uh, it, like we look good this y'all past try, week. Y'all trying to be, y'all trying to like how can I, how can I put this? I'm trying to think of the best scenario. We'll get into it in a minute. We'll get into it in a minute. I want to make a comment about Saturday too that I'm thinking about. Okay, so, I, got, I got a good scenario. Y'all okay, have let's been, do it. y'all have been built y'all have been building like Fort or like Fortnite builders instead of Lego builders, like something <laughs> that's gonna sustain and like lead to something, <laughs> not just building crap just to build crap. <laughs> That's fair. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. It looks like we finally are starting to build to sustain things with fingers crossed. But the one thing I will say about Jeff Saturday, and it's I'm never against a player trying to coach. But the thing that always gets me is there's but a dog, lot of like it, 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 this is this is white privilege personified. No, it is. And, and it's like, also like, look, again, owners are going to do what they want. If they hung out with a janitor and if he know an inch of football and the owners want to hire him, he can do whatever the heck he want, man. I hear what you're saying. And I mean, it's here's the thing for me just for players for coaching. Like it's, there's a lot of like, there's a reason Larry Bird was a bad coach. Just because you're a great player doesn't mean you're a good coach. Yeah, exactly. And there are I people that are, try to coach. There are exceptions to the rule. Prime, as we love to bring up in the show, is an exception to the rule. But there are play, and there's, I'm sure there's other exceptions that I just can't think of right now. Um, Jason Kidd's been doing better yeah, now he, yeah, he, yeah he's doing a much better job he's doing and, better and now it would, and, it, and it would help to have like a uh, have a superstar on your team but it's chauncey's doing well yep it, it's oh, chauncey's been tremendous chauncey's doing great like what what for what uh portland is doing chauncey's been tremendous chauncey's been doing great but then you've got like former players who are doing gm so like uh lynch the 49ers gm is a former player and he's been Mind doing you, fine he didn't have no nfl experience as well but you no. gotta give him credit, though. No, you, you give know, him credit like, for credit too. Right. Tony Dungy had NFL. Exp- no, he had oh, CFL. I don't know if he Ursa, had NFL. Like, and Ursa is gonna take a lot of credit for this because, he, like, uh, Dungy is the first like black African American head coach to win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you credit Ursa, he did make he did make that move. Still surprising, but still. But anyway, let's move. Let's move on because we could be here all night talking about. Oh, no, I just I'll, I'll end on this. The one thing I want to say is, just because you were a great player, doesn't mean you're going to be a good coach. There's a lot of players who were trying to get into coaching who basically said, "Just do what I did." Like that's a, I love Larry Burt, but that was something. That's why he was a bad coach. Is he would just kind of tell the players like, "Just do what I was doing. Just pull out there, call your shot, and make it." And they're like, "Yeah, I can't do that, man. I'm not you." That is true. <laughs> like, but so, we'll, see, we'll see what we'll see what Saturday does. Yeah, we'll see, but. Speaking of players who were, uh, you mentioned something earlier where you said, you know, if you can, if you're winning, you know, and the relationship isn't there, then, you know, nobody cares. But if you're losing, the relationship isn't there. That's when things start to show up. Is Rodgers done? 
he just lost to the worst defense in the league right now. I don't think Rodgers is done. It's going to be the same story that it's been for the last few years. He ain't got no weapons. Alan Lazard is his best receiver, and he's been banged up a lot. Romeo Dobbs is a good receiver, too. I don't want to say now he has he's, no weapons. He's banged up, but, dog, here's the thing. He's a rookie, though. Aaron Rodgers is not the type to go ahead and mold and develop, uh, like help develop into a receiver and build up the confidence. Not to mention, he's a new age rookie. He's part of this young generation. That they got to be coddled. You can't say anything you want. Uh, you can't say anything you want to him. Basically, top not. Uh, basically, like top notch uh, sensitivity. But we're not going to go in. Uh, not going <laughs> to uh, no, uh, go into deep in detail on that. Look, he's built different. Rogers don't want to go. Uh, Rogers don't want to teach no young one. I, it, here's my thing. It, you've got. I'm trying to find it. Marcus Mariota has no weapons. No, yeah, he do. Who? You said Marcus Mariota. Besides Kyle, because he they don't know how to use Kyle Drake Pitts. L- Drake London. Uh, uh, I call him Illuminati. Uh, uh, his last name is Zacchaeus. Uh, oh, Zacchaeus. Yeah, I know who you're talking yeah, about. He can, he can play Demir Bird. He can play. that. But here's the thing. Their offensive identity is sustained. They are run heavy. Like, the Falcons are a run heavy, uh, run heavy squad. They use more heavy sets than they do any and like a whole lot of receivers. Which... Mm-hmm. By the way, free Kyle Pitts. But anyway, I yeah, uh, please, like, Jesus, no, another day. On another day, we'll get in detail. But like, look, Mario got weapons. I think Aaron Rodgers would love to have them weapons. Mario got Mario got weapons. Here's the thing, though. Like, I feel like Rodgers could be doing so much better than he is. I feel like there's something else going on. He I can, think he can, and I don't even see no precipitous drop off with his game. It's just like, who the heck is he throwing to? I don't know. I don't know if we can blame it all on the receivers. Like, that's just my thing. It's, I don't know if we can blame it all on the receivers. Because, I mean, even Justin Fields had blame really it had on the receivers. I'm not blaming it on them because I already know these jokers are young and they ain't developed yet. They're not even ready yet. Majority of them are not. Dobbs, he, like, he's going to be, he could be good. Same thing with Chris, like, uh, like with, with Watson. But these guys are not built like uh, are not built to the point where you say like, all right, we can put them in any, we can put them in any scheme, or just go ahead and put them out there and like go ahead and make something happen. They ain't built like that, bro. They gotta be developed. They gotta be like, like most of them are still raw. Malik Will is still raw. Most of these jokers are raw. I'll give you that. I just I don't know, man. I I feel like yeah, yeah, now like. Aaron Rodgers got to do a better job as far as like dog. We already know he don't like a lot of young, a lot of young receivers heavy like that, especially nowadays and where he's at in his life. Like we've already heard a bunch of stories where, you know, he's not communicating with them, he's talking down on them, he's not like building up their confidence and stuff like that. So you, you take that to an account. What else? What else? Is, like you're supposed to do if you're a receiver for this dude. It's and he's. I have stuck up for Aaron Rodgers in the past. I don't know if I can do it much longer. Here's the one thing I will say, and I I heard it earlier today. To me, I feel like he don't want to be in Green Bay anymore. No, he doesn't. And it's here's what I'll say. So to Green Bay, I think Green. And here's the thing: I think Green Bay would like to let him go. They can't. But but the problem is they can't because like who like who they got to replace him. Jordan Love. They like they have. I don't think they have any confidence. And Jordan Love just yet. No, I think they're gonna let Rodgers slowly die in Green Bay. 
I, I don't think they're going to try to get him any help or anything. Here's what I will say, though. So I was listening to one of, uh, I guess we call him friend of the show, uh, the um, Fan of the Van podcast. He had a great point. If you look at some of the, the two greatest quarterbacks in the league at one point were Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Where, And I'll agree with his point. Where I'll give Tom Brady more props is when Brady was trying to keep weapons in New England, who was the first one taking a pay cut? It was him. Rodgers, if you want Brady weapons. Prior, Brady prioritized football success of a team and winning. Money cut about his money because, it, like, money-wise, he was never worried about that. No, yeah, it's like it's the same thing with like LeBron James, LeBron James for all these years. Take pay cuts to get good people around you to prioritize winning. I agree, and that's but what nowadays, the difference like, is. People, and people gonna like people gonna care more about their bread, which no, I'm no, not, I, and I'm not knocking that. I'm not no, 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 that. I'm not. Yeah, you you take care of you. You can only do this for so long. But when you're upset that you don't have anybody around you, look at the amount of zeros at the end of your check, and look at all the other people around you who have been like, "Hey, and understand I'll restructure to that. keep." I'll restructure to keep Randy Moss in town or something like that. Like that's what you do as a leader of this team. And that's what separates some of the, that's what separates the greats from, you know, the the greatest is the ability to keep that sustained winning and to build around you and make sure you have those weapons around you. So you can continue to succeed at a high level, no matter how old or, you know, how down of a year you may be having, you have people around you to help pick up the slack. And I think that's where Green Bay is in a, a bit of a nightmare right now. There's rumors that they tried to trade for Chase Claypool. I, he wouldn't have helped. <laughs> he wouldn't have fixed Green Bay. I, that, that wasn't enough it's, to fix it. No, there's always going to be rumors about like a team trading for somebody. You, you th- like you know, I, I hate the Cowboys, but you think about all the years the Cowboy fans have heard like Jerry Jones like was trying to trade for this person, that person. Look, you either going to do it or you not. Don't say like we tried. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear that. Yeah, it's you either do yeah. it or you don't. You either did, he didn't. It's like we we did this and it didn't work out. Apparently, uh, they're trying to recruit OBJ down to Dallas, but that's a story for a different day. Um, but since we're talking about bad NFL teams, um, who do you think is the most overrated NFL team right now? That one's tough. Because uh, I got my pick. Go ahead and give yours. Like I need I need time to think about mine. The Raiders. The Raiders are the most overrated team in the NFL. Again, I'm okay. I'm gonna... let, okay, let, let really, really shift that conversation. Cause I like, bro, think about this. The Raiders ain't even winning right now. So how do they overrate it and they're not winning? Because on paper, there's no reason this team should be as bad as it is. You have you have a but, one of the best receivers in the league. You have a, a serviceable quarterback. You have one of the best young running backs in the league. Wait, you have wait, a disgusting wait, defensive that, line. I said serviceable quarterback. At this point, you're not even that. <laughs> That's the point. That's what I'm saying. But the, On I paper, I'm not even going to call the Raiders overrated. They suck right now, so I ain't even got them overrated. But on paper, they should be so much better than they are. Yes, but dog, once you actually seen them play, you could throw the paper in the trash. You can throw it <laughs> in the shredder. Look at the It's it's a toss up for me. It's a toss up between Oakland. Or sorry, Vegas. My apologies. Um, I don't want to put the Oakland fan base through that. It's between Vegas and yeah, like Oakland. The Rams. Enough. The Rams are just awful too. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Like I'm trying to think. Overrated. The Eagles are not overrated, even though their schedule is not great. 
But dog, like they can carry what they're doing against anybody because we like, can't use Dallas. Dallas is a cop out. Dallas is a cop out, and <laughs> like, I think they're right where they, um, right where they are. They're not. They're like they're not one of the top teams in the league. I, I don't like when they go against really good teams. Even though their defense is legit, that defense can only hold. Their de- and their offense is really not that great. Um, I'm just. I, I'm just like I'm looking at it. I, I'm really I'm looking at I don't know it, it, it's really tough to tell right now. Like mm-hmm. as far as like I'm thinking overrated. It's not the Eagles. It's no. not the nine. It's not the Niners. The Niners. The Niners are legit to me. All right, um, well here, let's go to the list. Bills. No, they're not overrated. Jets. No, Jets. Jets are uh, rated uh, rated right, right where they need to be. Um, Dolphins. No, heck no, 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 no. Patriots. Defense only going to get better. No, they're right where they, they're right where they are. Nobody's nobody's overrating the like nobody's overrating or underrating the Patriots. The Patriots, Ravens, Bengals, Browns, or Steelers. Any of those guys? Steelers suck. Browns suck now, but we got to see what they're going to be like when Deshaun Watson comes back, um, which is pretty soon, actually. Um, who else did you say? Uh, you've got the um, Bengals. Bengals are coming along. Bengals are coming coming along. along. Ravens. Ravens are coming. Mm -hmm. Even though, like, they ain't got. Even though Bateman's not coming back. Ravens are coming. Yeah, Titans, Colts, Jags, Texans. Titans. Let's see. Colts are back. Colts are trash. Jags and we already know what the Jags in Houston Houston (laughs) are. Uh, Easy now. I would, I would say, I would say the Titans, but like, I don't even like, I don't even think they're being like highly rated at, at all because of the whole court because of the whole quarterback situation. Mm-hmm. So next, uh, no Colts, Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. Chiefs are not overrated. They got Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Andy Reid. Uh, Chargers, no. Charge, no. Uh, uh, I, I, if I had to pick a team, I'd say the Chargers. Really. Cause dog, like you want to talk about teams on paper that shouldn't like should not be this bad or like should have not, like lost the games that they lost to. I, I look at I look at the charts. I'm like, how the heck are y'all not winning games? And I know you beat the Fal- I know you beat the Falcons and all, but how would they not dominating? Well, like, what what what's really the issue? Keenan Allen's dealing with a hamstring injury, but he's already up there in age. That means the hamstring mm-hmm. is no better no time soon. And you got a guy that's already been projected to be a top five quarterback, not now. And you barely beat the Denver Broncos, and you barely beat the Denver Broncos, and it took and it took a muff punt to do it. Denver's defense is the only thing that keeps him in games. Another Bradley Chubb. Not, Chuck's not anymore. Bradley Chubb. Yeah, not anymore. <laughs> that's what I was just saying. Not anymore. Russ is cooked. He cooked the Jags, and no, now he's done cooking. I still say, I still say, it's more Nathaniel Hackett than it is Russ. You did not build all. You like. Yeah, let's go ahead and face the fact on that situation. Pat Hackett wanted Rodgers. That's the only reason why he even got that job in the first place. If you do high knees on a four-hour flight, Look, we know what we know. <laughs> but dog, we know Russ is corny. It's always been him. But Russ, again, you you can be corny and people will win. deal with it. Yeah, exactly. Like when you're winning. So yeah, he's not. Win- yeah, we know he's not winning. That's why everybody's like getting on the Russ. That's why nobody really like. People don't like Russ right now, but like again, that's that's who he's been. Oh, I know. He's been the same dude. It's just like the toleration for it is not there because he's not winning, and a lot of that goes into the fact that, bruh, 
he is not like uh, he's just not seeing the, the game the same. I don't know what's happening. Dog, the offense is bad. But there's no reason it should be bad. The talent they have on the team is absurd. Do you Agent. see the do you see the scheme? No, I see the scheme. It's not good. It's not a good scheme, but I don't think Russ is seeing the field. And again, I that's not well, one I, of his strengths. No, and I, I should have been. And like, look, I get look, as much as I, I've got on to Pete Carroll for so many years for holding him back, I was wrong on that point. Mm-hmm. He did exactly what he was supposed to do. No, and like I, I give Russ a lot of crap. Um, but I mean he is but a dog, talented I, quarterback, I, I, but, but he's but just dog, not seeing the game the same this year. That's only because like they trying to make him into a drop back type pot like sitting in the pocket, read the field type of quarterback. Russ ain't that. I don't know if that's him or if it's the or what the offense wants to do. It might it's be the him offense, to do it's that. what the offense want to do. They want to be on script, they want to be on schedule. That's not Russ's game. He wants to hit the big plays nine, like 90% of the time. Now, I know you can't do it, but you got to at least buy to help him out. Not to mention he likes space. He can handle being in the pocket. He ain't afraid of that. But at the same time, bro, you got to make you got dog, you got to make it make the shit easier and feed to the strength of your quarterback. I don't think he wants to run though. That's the thing. Cause like he if you wanted to run, you would. He doesn't. He don't want like he want he want to keep playing until he gets in his 40s. It's both. It's the coaching and it's also the fact that Russ wants to mold himself into a new player. And at this point in your career, He's, if like, you haven't already been taking steps to do that, it's not gonna work. Bruh, I'm telling you. <laughs> hack it ain't it. No, no, I'm with you. I, I openly admit to being wrong about that. Hack it, I was, ain't it, hack it ain't it. When you look when you look at the like just how the offense is, it's one, it, it, it's like you try to run look, you try to run simple crap. Right. And it ain't working. You want him to go ahead and make these reads and make these throws. It ain't working. Now, when they played against the Jags, you start to see uh, like a, a lot more improvement. Sorry, it had to be against the Jags and London, good. but at the same time, you start to see a lot more improvement. Is it going to be enough to get them back into content on like contending on contending like to make a playoff spot? No, it's already too late, and your defense is going to get worse because Bradley Chubb is gone. But at the same time, like your offensive line is banged up, you got a coach that's way over his head that like dog, and they still lead the, and they still lead the league in penalties. That's not on Russ. No, it's not. That's on like that's that's discipline, and that discipline is on the responsibility of the coach. And again, you go back and look at these plays. Like, there's no creativity to this. No, it's it's Bill O'Brien play calling again. Is what it is. It's yes, it's like, and and it's just a guy that's way over his head. That's something we do though, and and this in in the states is promoting to the point of incompetence. But that's a a different that that's a different podcast in general. We we're not going to get into that. What else we got? That's about oh, it for me, man. Oh, yeah, I, I said the char. Uh, yeah, but I said the Chargers. Like Justin Herbert's supposed to be that guy, um, and everything. You got like your defense is supposed to be legit. It has not. It has not been that. And so, so I'm looking at the Chargers. I, I think I think they're over. I think they're really overrated. And to me, I've already said. I said this at the beginning of the season. Justin Herbert got a lot of pressure going in this year, right? Because we look at the playoffs last year with the quarterbacks that were in Mahomes. Mahomes, Burrow, beating Mahomes, going on like Mahomes, Burrow, and Allen, and Herbert's supposed to be in that in that echelon. Mm-hmm. Them guys went to the playoffs, 
Burrow went to the Super Bowl. Uh, Mahomes, he's been he's been to a Super Bowl. Allen's been to a conference championship. Good chance, good chance. Like if they could get back right, he's gonna be competing for a Super Bowl. And everybody want to put Herbert in in that upper echelon because of the talent. Dog, he's got to win. He's got to get there. Now a lot of that is not on him. A lot of that goes into like the scheme, the play calling, and the like, and the uh, the depletion of talent that they got due to injury. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you got to get there. Yeah, sorry for the loud noise. I dropped my phone. Yeah, you got to get there. But like, so for me, it's a toss up between honestly two teams. It's a toss up between the Rams and the Raiders. I just there's really okay. I'll say AFC for me is the Chargers and NFC is definitely the Rams. The Rams are not good right now. Cooper Cup is good. Terrible. Aaron Donald's Aaron Donald, but he's by himself. Jalen Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey is still a top-notch cornerback. He ain't the best cornerback this year, but nah. he's still a top-notch cornerback. But that's, that, do, that's basically about it. Who do you think is the most surprising team this year? Miami. I understand Philly's, uh, Philly's undefeated, but I knew Philly was going to be good this year. For me? But to me, it's Miami, and I'm for happy me, about that. Yeah, for me, honestly, it's Seattle. Oh, dang it, man. Okay, let me put that. <laughs> let me get Seattle and you get Miami. Here's the real. Okay, I yeah. get why. Nobody expected Geno to have a resurrection. No, this is the Geno Smith that was supposed to come out in the draft. This is the Geno yes. Smith that New York drafted. This is the Geno Smith that everybody expected. Somebody to be finally here. got Geno and cooked them right where he's supposed to be. They finally exactly cooked, they finally cooked them right. He came into the league raw as heck and never got cooked right. Unseasoned. No, no, no. They, they, some some people try to season them. It was bland seasoning. <laughs> Putting the wrong seasoning on there. No, just salt and pepper. Me. Just salt and pepper, which is not seasoning. That is the basics. No if you try salt. to tell me salt and pepper is seasoning, we're gonna fight. But, but like, yeah, yeah, it was bl- it was bland seasoning. Got them right. <laughs> and the philosophy of what Pete Carroll want has been working. Kenneth Walker has it's been, been great. He's been out. He's been outstanding. Uh, it's blown. He, I didn't not, expect this at all. For those that um, for those that say he's mini beast mode, he ain't no beast mode. No, 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 no. never gonna be another beast mode. I'm sorry. I'll give him beat. Derek Henry might be the closest thing to what beast mode was, but King Henry, King Henry, Kenneth Walker, he's Kenneth Walker. He like the dude's really the dude is really good. He is not beast. Mode. His his Twitter. Have you seen his new Twitter profile picture? What his profile picture is when. Uh, y'all played the Chargers, and there's a woman in the stands. Oh yeah, I Walker, and he's waving as he runs by. <laughs> That's funny. I, I I love Kenneth Walker. That was funny, but like for me, like I, I agree. It's the Seahawks and the Dolphins because I was one of two as biggest critics going into the season, and he did great. He's been doing great. The Dolphins have been showing out. Their head coach needs to not jaw at Justin Fields, but I mean, he's he's currently scheming with the level of talent he has he is the epitome of what happens when you have talent and scheme what you can do and, you so get a, I am, and think about it a lot of people say like oh two can't throw the deep ball he keep under throwing the stuff but dog he's, he's like, okay he, he knows how to read he's he does fine. mental stuff he does like he does great things he does the dude's making non-mental mistakes yeah he's doing great and, and I, there's him. a lot of people that can throw the deep ball but they make too many mental mistakes I agree. This is so, what, like this is what makes Joe Burrow a Joe Burrow great. He reads the defense like a vet, like a vet, like an elite veteran quarterback. 
The same yeah. thing with Tool. Nobody can <laughs> nope no, nobody runs the RPO better than Tool. No, Tua is great. Like it's, it's him and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, the Dolphins and the Seahawks are easily the two most surprising teams in the league this year. I'm interested to see what the Dolphins do in year two, though. But we're that's about it on time for us. Uh, you got anything else you want to add? Nah, I'm good. All right, man. Well, thank you again for listening. Um, before we get into the the ending credits and all the fun stuff that we always say. College basketball is back. Basketball is back. College basketball is back. Yes, it is. I'm pretty happy about that. My it's Atlanta nice Hawk, to see. My Atlanta Hawks look good. My Celtics look good too. Yep. Prayers for uh prayers for Georgia Southern men's basketball. But yep. I'm excited about Georgia Southern women's basketball. Shout it's out, gonna be good. This shout, year. Out, shout out to the anniversary of Title Nine. Mm-hmm. So what we do want to do is on the note of shout outs, let's give a couple shout outs as well to um people who've been supporting us, everything on Twitter, you know, reviews and everything. Want to give a couple quick shout outs to the Think About Us podcast, the Geeky Dad podcast. Uh, the unfiltered and the stupid history minute podcast, the chime in podcast, uh, the wrestling World podcast, these names? and fan of the van podcast. What do you mean? Well, shout out to the podcast, they, like for the support. <laughs> these are the people who've been supporting us on Twitter. Um, also been you know sharing us, trying to retweet a lot of our things, giving us reviews and everything. So we want to give a lot of props to them. Um, if you want to hear your name shouted out, whether it's your name or your show, um, leave us a review. Leave us a review, reach out to us, uh, retweet the episode, do whatever you want. Um, speaking of that, if you do want to find out when we post, check us out on Facebook. Uh, we are Two Dudes of Sports News on Facebook. You can also check us out on Twitter at TDSN Pod. Um, let us, you know, you, we'll see whenever we post the show. If you want to interact with us on there, kind of give us feedback on topics, anything, that's where you can find us. Um, and what you should do, speaking of interact with us, is rate the episode comment on the episode feed the algorithm gods we don't know why this works but that's what gets us moving up the rankings getting us in front of more listeners and yeah i mean that's definitely something we want to do we want to keep going up those charts if you liked it tell all your friends tell everyone you know pass it on and we'll see you next time peace